Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. Thanks for joining us again on Connections. I'm Mike Tom with my co-host, Colleen Hood. You know, when you made your marriage vows, your wedding vows, for richer, for poor, for better, for worse, in sickness and in health, well, today's guest lives out those vows every single day and her husband lives them out as well. She's gained quite the following on social media. Her Instagram tag is called Lavished in Grace. Today, Leilani Marionetti joins us. We'll hear about the difficulties that their family faces and how they face them together in sickness and in health. Today's guest is Leilani Marionetti. She is well known on social media. She is currently a caregiver to her husband who has MS and the role that faith plays in their life is really encouraging and their relationship is one that I guarantee will inspire you today. First, let's hear about the Marionetti household. Tell us about your family. Okay, so I met Michael in um, 1986. We were high school sweethearts. Uh, We remained friends over the next 12 years and in 1998, got together again, and got engaged and got married. And so today we have three children, Michaela, who is 20 years old, Noah, 18, and Tatiana, who is 16. Two months after you got engaged, though, you guys found out some devastating news. Yes. So when we got engaged in 1998, um, Michael was showing signs, like he just wasn't his normal self. He had you know, loss of balance, you know, he was playing soccer and he was tripping over his own feet. And um, and then he became blind in one eye. And um, so when he went to see his family doctor, uh, that was just kind of like something wasn't right. It was like a sign of something neurological. So he sent them to the neurologist. They did some tests. Next thing you know, we found ourselves sitting in his family doctor's office with the results. And I'll never forget that day because uh, when he asked us to sit down, well, the, the expression on the doctor's face made my stomach turn. I, I knew it wasn't good news. And so he looked at Michael and, um, you know, uh, he, he could hardly find the words. I mean, this, this doctor was Michael's doctor since he was a little boy, so I felt like it... it, it you know, it kind of pained him to say it, but he said, I'm sorry, the test came back. And you have multiple sclerosis. Well, I felt like, you know, the ground was pulled from under my feet. Here we were, a, a new couple about to venture a new life together, and now it was uncertain. And, uh, you know, I kept looking over at Michael, and he was just stone-faced in shock. And all I could feel was, you know, my tears burning down my face. Uh, the doctor continued to tell us about this autoimmune disease, but to be honest, I couldn't hear a thing. I had so many questions racing through my mind. And, you know, it's funny, I, I look back and there was all of a sudden this kind of peace, sense of peace came over me. I felt like, honestly, it was like the Holy Spirit um, comforting me. And you know what? It hit me. It hit me more sure than I ever was that we were engaged that uh, he was going to be in good hands, that I was going to take good care of him, and uh, that we were going to be taken good care of. What I love most about this story is you made those vows before you even got married. You're engaged, and you get this diagnosis, and you decide to still get married. It's not going to stop your plans to spend your life together. Yeah. So, you know, uh, after that diagnosis, of course, 
you know, we, we cried about it. We told our closest family members we didn't know what to do with this, you know, life-changing moment kind of thing. And um, Michael actually came to me and, and said, you know, I, I don't blame you if, if you want to call off the wedding. And I thought, how could you say that? More sure than I ever was. I, I even told him, I said, if the tables were reversed, would you have left me? He goes, no, that's different. Of course I would have never left you, but this is different. I'm supposed to be the one providing for you. This is not a life you signed up for. Oh, I cried, Colleen. I, I cried. And I said, no, no, no. I, I, we're going to take care of each other. And um, I just knew that, you know, going forward, we had to, like, Here's the thing, you know, I, I said, are we going to, we have to make a decision. We, either we can wallow in this pain, live in fear and worry, or, you know, we have two choices, sink or swim. We can either sink and live in worry and fear, like I said, or swim and hang on to that lifeline. Who was Jesus to us and, and hang on to faith and hope. And so, here we are, 22 years later of caregiving, and Michael also battled other health issues over the years to come, and we couldn't have gone through this all if we relied on our own human strength. So every day I have to have faith that God directs our steps and hope that healing is possible, because even if what we had hoped for doesn't come to pass, I'd still rather go through life living with hope than live life hopeless and defeated. What does a typical day in your household look like when it comes to the care? Um, so, yes, so caregiving uh, at this stage, so caregiving has always kind of been different from day one because now it's progressed. Um, so today it is, it's a very, it's a full day. Uh, you know, Michael relies on me to uh, ch- help change in his personal care change, help uh, feed him, prepare his meals for him. Um, my boy and I, my our, our son, Noah, helps me with the lifts um, if we have appointments, doctor's appointments to go to, and it takes two of us to get him in and out of the car, so he'll, he'll always have to be with us. Um, and so uh, we do physio every morning and uh, twice a day as exercises. So caregiving is is quite a lot, you know, (laughs) (laughs) because once you're done feeding, helping, you know, physio, then it's time for lunch and just kind of do the the change and the the feeding again all over again, prepare meals, prep meals, and the same thing all over again for dinner. So when I was working right now with COVID, I'm not, but when I was working, we had to, you know, have a tight schedule because as soon as the kids came home from school, I would then have to leave, and now the care was in the hands of my son. I mean, we did have PS, currently not at the moment because of COVID, but we did have PSWs who would come in in the evening, and then my son would help them with the care for One of the things that caught our attention is in one of the videos, even though Michael's bedridden at this point, you said in the video that he is your rock. Yes, absolutely. And I love... Absolutely. I love that you say that. He's ill, but he is your rock still. He is. You know, I I get a little emotional because it, it's funny. He's my rock, absolutely. I mean, we're each other's best friends, but 
let me tell you, even when, you know, a lot of people say, oh, it must be a nice break to get back to work, to go to work. And But to be honest with you, I can't wait to come home and curl up next to him because I feel secure when I'm with him. He gives me that comfort, and uh, we've always had each other's back from day one. So, you know, I'm, I'm pretty blessed. I'm pretty lucky. I'm looking at... Uh, I'm looking. It's, you, you said you can't wait to curl up with him. I'm looking at a picture of the two of you right now, where he's giving you the biggest hug, and you're curled up. And I can just see the love between the two of you. Oh, yeah. So it's all these years later, a big journey. You've been through a lot of difficulties, but has that just made your love grow even more? Yes, absolutely. I thought I loved him when I married him. I could not even describe how much that is. I can't even put it into words. The love now, you know. It really has grown into something much more than what it really is. Going back to your faith, do you think if that your faith wasn't as strong as it was that you would be able to have made it this far? Yeah, like, I mean, we took, I mean, I've kind of always had a relationship with God, um, even since as early as I was a little kid. So, you know, but this really tested my faith, you know. It really, uh, I have to say that throughout the 22 years of caregiving, if you're not careful, you know, you're, you're, and you relied on your own human strength, we wouldn't have made it this far. There's been so many near-death experiences with Michael. He had a pulmonary embolism in 2017. His doctor said, uh, go buy a lottery ticket because he should have not survived. And that was a miracle all in itself, but he did, he survived. And then in 2019, um, he was also um, diagnosed with another rare liver autoimmune disease, totally separate from MS, which is primary sclerosing cholangitis, PSC. And this is a very rare autoimmune disease. So he's been, you know, our family, there's been a lot. But let me tell you, it's been so much that it's, the human body, the human mind can only take so much. That is when my faith was like, okay, I I really need to hand this over to him. And that's just what I do every time something's thrown our way. You know, I have to hand everything. I have to hand our daily, our everyday life into God's hands every day. And related, it sounds like prayer's a big part of your everyday life. Yes. Oh, yeah, it is. So, um, you know, I... I we have these um, scriptures, he, uh, healing scriptures on our wall, and every moment we can get, whether it's together as a family or my son who walks in or my daughter or myself, we say these multiple times through the day out loud. I, I feel like there's when you claim it, when you claim those healing scriptures, honestly, you there's something about it that is very powerful. The energy, the air is different, even. You know, so we claim it. We claim it every time. What do you hope your children are, are going to take away from this experience, whether it be faith or the strength of family? What do you hope that they're going to gain from all of this? I hope that the kids learn. I mean, they already are very kind and compassionate. But I hope that they know that life is more than just about living for yourself that they learn to be, you know, that they continue to be compassionate and kind and that this life is more than just living life for yourself. 
that if you can make a difference to help to in any form, you know, you don't have to have money to help to be to make a difference. You can donate your time, your uh, lend an ear, you know, those kinds of things. I, I want them to take with them because at the end of the day, if you live your whole life just living for yourself, it's it's not a life well lived. You're sharing your entire journey publicly um, on multiple uh, social media platforms. What made you decide to do that? It was so. The, the funny thing is, okay, so this is what happened with all of that. Um, so I started off with, uh, well, Facebook and Instagram, but I thought, <clears throat> let me just share, you know, my journey on Facebook. It was more like, a, first of all, it started off as being therapeutic. Mm-hmm. I just felt like I had to write, write down my feelings and thoughts, um, our journey, and I just thought, you know, this was important, my faith, and that helped me go, get through a lot of things, and I thought, if I just journal all of this down on Instagram, my kids are very, you know, in this day and age, Instagram <laughs> is everything, and I just I just thought, you know, it'd be a great way for my kids to look back and reflect on the story of their dad. It was, you know, he was so inspiring to me, you know, his, his strength, his courage, his faith. So that's how it started, and the next thing you know, because here I was, I only had a few hundred followers, it wasn't much. And so, but next thing you know, people started to gravitate towards it, and people started reaching out, and people, you know, wanted to start sharing our story, and and I thought, I knew that this was more, much more than about me and my family, and so um, that's when, that's why it just started to kind of grow on social media, because I thought, if this could help somebody... And I didn't realize just how many people were, um, you know, that could relate to what we were going through. It's, uh, it's a very kind of lonely kind of world, uh, this world of being uh, caregiving or, or the world of being sick, you know. And unless you're in it, you don't understand it, I guess. Correct. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know how many messages I've received around the world saying, Thank you. Thank you for sharing your story because it gives me hope. And uh, that to me is is such a, if I could just do something small like share a story just to to help others is, is so, so touching for me, you know, it makes it all worthwhile. If we have a listener out there who's going through something similar to what your family's going through, what would you say to them? Uh, to... To dig their heels into faith, um, to not ever, I know it sounds so cliche, but not to give give up hope, but it's so true. You need to to just keep going every day um, and and to to have the support of family and friends to take it because oftentimes we want to just kind of think that we can do it all on ourselves, but if we really just rely on our own human strength, you won't be able to do it. You, you need the, the love and support from uh, whether it's family, friends, support groups. And uh, for me, number one is, is God. So how do we continue to follow along on your family's journey and support you and learn more about things like MS and living with it? Um, so if they want to follow along the journey, I am on Instagram and um 
called My Username is Lavished in Grace. And then, of course, uh, there's links also there where they can find out more about, you know, MS and what uh, a very valuable tip of what we've been following along to help Michael uh, live a healthy lifestyle. And, uh, yeah, that, that, that's where they can turn to. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having us. I'm, I'm so, so happy that you reached out. Thanks for joining us again on Connections. Don't forget, you can listen to the full episodes on your radio station. It plays twice a day in the morning and evening as well. You can find the podcast version at podcastville.ca or wherever else you get your favorite podcasts. Be sure to subscribe, leave a rating. That's how people find us easier. We'll talk to you again on Connections.